it's time to be equipped with spiritual battle. Defending the Faith is a show to train Christians worldwide to be effective teachers and speakers on the subject of biblical creation so that the next generation can stand firm on the biblical truth and defend their faith. Now here is your host of Defending the Faith, Mike Riddle. Welcome to Defending the Faith. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, and we have a ministry called Creation Training Initiative, or CTI, and we have a website called creationtraining.org. That's creationtraining.org, and our mission is to train others how to speak and teach on biblical creation so that they, in turn, can go out and train this next generation how to defend their faith. So Mike Riddle from Defending the Faith, and we have a return guest with us today, Carl Kirby. Welcome to the show again, Carl. Mike, thank you for all that you're doing and to let me be with a, be a part of what you are. And thank you for taking the time to come back for our second show. I know yeah. you're a very busy person. You're in great demand out there, not only around the country, but around the world. Yeah. And before we started the show today, you were telling me a very fascinating story. And I just want you to repeat that to the audience out there. Yeah, the merit camp. Yes, yeah, yes. I spoke. It was, um, boy, it was just a few months ago. I spoke at a at a Wanam merit camp, and these are the. I mean, these are the cream of the crop. These are young folks that have memorized scripture for a year to be able to go to this camp. So it's not like they're just going out and rounding up kids and trying to get them off the street type thing. These are the best of the best. One young man, he had memorized one thousand four hundred and forty scriptures over the ten years that he's gone to this merit camp. So they were awarding him. And so it was my second year in a row of being there. And the last year, uh, year before last, when I was there for the first time, you, you just can't believe the responses. I mean, uh, on, on Friday night when the, they got up and started giving testimonies, I had the uh, leader come up to me and say, man, we never get testimonies like this. We always get, oh, my counselor's cool, and I had a great time, and my friends are awesome, and all this sort of a thing. These kids were just, they were into, look, I'm not doing what I'm called to do. I've got to be out there. And so uh, this year, man, when I came back to him, I got up in front of these kids and I said, you know what, guys, you're the best of the best. You're the cream of the crop. You've memorized scripture for a year to get here. But you know what? I guarantee that 40%, 50% of you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going through the motions. Oh, that's a bold statement. I, I, I think sometimes we need to do a little slap into reality. Uh, and, and it's not a mean-spirited thing. I said, guys, I'm going to just love you enough to shoot you straight. And uh, just from uh, the conversations that I'm having... You, a lot of you are just going through the motions. And I'm going to show it to you. And so the rest of the week, man, we were hitting all the things. I mean, we were covering the fossil record. We're co covering human evolution. We're covering races. I mean, you know, we'll talk about a place and a time that needs to deal with uh, that that issue. And so we're dealing with all that. And it was so funny because uh, at the end, again, we got up in campfire. As I was leaving the last session, this young lady ran up to me. Her, her name was Olivia. And she so touched my heart. Are you leaving, Mr. Kirby? I said, no, I'm just walking back to my cabin. And she said, I, I really have to tell you something. Yes, ma'am. Last year when you came, I was that student that you were talking about that was going through the motions. I could sing the hymns. I could recite the scripture, but I didn't know Jesus Christ. And as a result of last year's uh, meeting, I, I have submitted myself to Christ. My life has changed. I'm, I'm witnessing for the Lord. And you could just see her shining, man. She was just shining. And uh, she was so sincere. And she got up the next night and she gave a crazy testimony on the, that. But after it was all said and done, and we had young people again getting up repenting, I had one young man that preached a sermon, a 10-minute sermon that I wish I could have recorded because it was better than any sermon that I've ever preached. And he got up there and was just talking about, look, I'm this kid. I'm the guy that can debate and do all this stuff. 
but I've been going through the motions and I did not know Jesus Christ and I'm committing myself. I mean, it was just those type of real things. Well, I finished up and uh, one young lady was talking with me and she was a super popular young lady. And I said to her, can I ask you some questions? And she said, sure. I said, look, I did a meeting once uh, where I was speaking at a camp. So I spoke at the church on Sunday and then the next week I was doing this camp. And a mother came up to me after the Sunday morning service and she said, my daughter's going to be in camp next week. Uh, What are you going to talk about? I said, oh, we're going to talk about human evolution. We'll talk about fossils. We'll talk about how'd you get different colored people if we go back to one man and one woman. And this lady's face, it went blank. And I was like, what's wrong? And she said, oh, please don't talk about that. Why? Well, my daughter, she doesn't care about that stuff. She'll be calling me on Tuesday that she wants to come home. I said, I don't think so. I don't have that problem. And I asked that young lady, I said, what would you tell the parents? You're 16, and I want you to be dead straight honest with me. Do you guys care about these topics? And she's like, we care deeply. And the problem is, is we just don't know where to go to get answers because our parents don't know how to answer these things. The church doesn't know how to answer these things. And if we go to the teachers in the school, well, that's all the side that we're getting. Everything that you've taught this week, I don't hear any of this. This is the first time I'm hearing that I can trust the Bible like this. And you could see a genuine excitement. I said this in the last episode, the last interview that we did, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I genuinely believe that there's a generation out there that is hungry, they want answers, and when you teach them how to apply their faith in the world that they live in, it is a, it's a blast to see how excited they get. It, it really is. Yeah, you, You've pointed to something out there again, Carl. I think this is a, a key thing that's happened. The church is supposed to be influencing the world, yeah. but it appears the world has influenced the church. Unfortunately, it, it does appear to be that. I tell folks, look, if, if we had, there's 400,000 churches across the nation of America, 400 plus thousand churches. We are the quote unquote most Christian nation on the planet. We have more Christian radio, more Christian shirts, more Christian shoes, Christian. We got Christian everything, including ties. Now, I know you like ties, Mike. I don't like ties. I have a biblical reason for not liking ties. Here it is. When you wear a tie, you are celebrating the curse. There were no ties prior to Adam sinning. And you can't argue with me, okay? Okay. <laughs> and I can show you in Genesis 4.15 where ties came from. Cain killed his brother. God put a mark on him. It was the tie. That is my theology. I'm sticking with it. We got all this Christian stuff, but America is absolutely becoming less Christian every day because if we, and I am not getting political, but I'm just being honest, if we had 400,000 churches filled with born-again sold out, Bible-believing Christians, we would have a much better selection in this upcoming election. That's reality. We have fallen very far, and we have fallen because we've abandoned the Word of God. We did exactly what Israel did. We want a king. No, you don't. Yes, we do. Okay, you're going to get it, and you're going to get what you asked for, and we're getting exactly that. We have blown it by abandoning the authority of the Word of God and allowing Him to be our authority and our standard. Yes, and we see that in our Christian universities. We see it in the church leaders. They're afraid to teach certain subjects. Uh, when guys tell me that, uh, oh, you know, that's a controversial topic, and and, and we don't we don't believe in that, it's like, you know what? If we don't talk about those controversial topics, do you know who is? The world is. And the answer that they're giving to the Christians, it undermines the Word of God. And so by our silence, what happens is that this becomes 
truth. This becomes the facts. And and church gets relegated to fairy tale and fable. We turn uh, our children over to the world to be taught a real history of astronomy, biology, geology, anthropology, chemistry. And that history that they're taught undermines the word of God. And so what happens is, in essence, we get relegated to teaching our fairy tales and our fables, and they teach real evidence. Well, guess what? Where are you going to go? Are you going to go to people that give you facts, or are you going to go to people that give you fairy tale? We in the church want the morality, though. We want that Christian morality because we're Christians now, and we don't smoke, we don't drink, we don't chew, we don't date girls that do. We don't like that long hair stuff. We don't like that pure stuff, and we're definitely not going for those tats. But here's the problem. The Christian morality is based in the Christian history. If you lose the Christian history, you can't have the Christian morality. Why is abortion wrong? Because I think so, you think so, law of the land states it? No, because the creator of life says from the point of conception, you're a human being. Life is a gift. And by the way, life does not begin at conception. Life began when God took dust, formed it, breathed into it life, and man became a living being. Life is a gift that is transmitted all the way back to the fact that God created man the way that he said that he did. You and I, if either one of the two pieces that came together to make us were dead, we don't live. Life began when God created Adam and Eve, and it's a gift that's been extended all the way back down to us now. And so if you lose that history, why should you ever trust the Christian morality? That's exactly right. Uh, And uh, how many youth pastors out there do you know, Carl, that can actually teach on the sanctity of human life or marriage between one man and one woman? It's 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 embarrassing. Yes, it is. I, I don't run into very many. And, and and that's the sad part. We're not training our next generation. We're not training our leadership. And I run it just like you do. Many many pastors out there who say who say just what you said there. It's a controversial issue. Therefore, I'm not going to teach it. What they're doing is giving their congregation over to the world. Absolutely. And, and I got to put a plug in for you, man. You've got that meeting coming up November 5th where you're going to be teaching teachers how to teach here in Boise. And folks, I'm telling you, you need to come to that type of a thing. Maybe you're just a homeschool parent. Just a homeschool parent? Man, you're training the next generation. Come in and get some training so that you can do it better. Maybe you're a youth pastor. Come in and get some training because... Look, we all need it. I need it. You think I don't I don't seek people out to help pour into me to make me even better? We all need it. Yes, even though that November fifth has gone by and we've had those, we're willing to have more here. Where we, we teach a we teach one day classes here, one for teens and above, called basic creation training. Yeah. We want the teens to come out. We want the parents to come out. And it's a power packed one day. But I'll guarantee you the common comment we get is, Boy, that day went fast because yeah. we even feed you lunch. And you're probably even hearing, I've never heard that, because that is so common. Folks don't have a clue there's another way. And there are answers, and it's fun when you know them. Yes, we even have a a one-day class called Advanced Apologetics. That's for high school and above. It's not a scary one. We actually give you the evidence for the existence of God. There's powerful evidence out there. We answer one of the the biggest challenges why people don't accept Jesus Christ. How can you call God good if he allows evil to exist? Biggest challenge to Christians. One of the top three questions of any Q and A that I ever do. It's within the it's within the first three questions. But yes, every time. I believe less than two percent of the Christians know how to answer that question, All and right. very few pastors know how to answer it adequately. So we show you how to answer those. Praise God. And then we have one for how to teach. Yeah. Just how to teach how Jesus taught, not what you're going to learn in the education colleges. So we have all those available. Now, Carl, you you have a website out there, and how can they get a hold of you? Well, our website is our F-O-R-H.com stands for Reasons for Hope. So R for 
H.com, or they can call us at 1-800-552-HOPE. And uh, our app, if you get our app, just go to your app store and look up the ministry name, Reasons for Hope. Make sure it's plural, Reasons uh, for, F-O-R, Hope. And a lot of good tools up on, on there, man, that uh, we we want to put stuff in your hands that you can do something with. And that's that's what the app is and the website. There's a lot of free downloads on the uh, on the uh, uh, store. And here's, a, you know, I talked last time about our debunked videos. There's one debunked video, how could they fit all the animals on the boat? How ridiculous. Two of every seven of some 10 billion species of animals on a wooden boat. Ridiculous. Okay, so we debunk it. I want to give it to the folks free. All you need to do is go to the rforh.com store, uh, go there, look for debunked, how they fit all the animals on the boat, put it in your cal- in your uh, cart, and then there's a code down there uh, to get it for free. Just type in get debunked, one word, all lowercase, G-E-T, debunked, get debunked, and it'll, it'll subtract it and you get that for free because I want you to put it to use. There's a lot of opportunity right now uh, to talk about the ark, and so I want you to have answers. And there's a free booklet on there on the ARC as well. PDF, download it, put it to use. Free tools. Um, I, I highly recommend that one on the flood of Noah's Ark. How can you fit all the animals? I have that one. It is excellent for adults, and it's, I'll say this even, it's even more excellent for teens. <laughs> it is a fabulous, and it's only a few minutes long, yeah. but it, it's fast paced and it just covers the main issues and debunks the evolutionist claim that. Noah could not have fit all the creatures on that ark, folks. It's not that hard once you see and understand the Bible. Three basic questions. If you answer three basic questions, you'll love it when somebody says, well, how'd they fit all the animals on the boat? Well, let me answer these three questions, and then it's easy. Yes. So we're not talking rocket science here. No. Matter of fact, you don't even have to have a degree (laughs) in science to be able to go out there and speak on creation and evolution. What you have to have is a firm belief and trust in God's word from the very beginning. Amen. And we can train you how to do the rest. Amen. Now, Carl, you talked about human evolution there a little bit. Could you expound some more on that and some of the recent things you've done? Yeah, it's kind of fun because, uh, you know, when, again, the, the, the theme has been teaching how to think, not what to think. When you start learning how to uh, find the, what you call the fuzzy words, uh, where you start seeing all the caveats, we think, supposedly, and all those types of things, it literally becomes a game. Because, oh, we've got a new ancestor out. I tell everybody, be patient, give science time, they'll catch up to reality. It typically takes 11 months. If you see a big headline, come back 11 months and and see where it stands at that point. And most of them don't last 11 months. And so uh, what I'll do is I like taking the actual evidence. I'm not going to use any Christian or creationist material. Let's take the secular material. Let's take a look at uh, uh, these supposed ancestors. I was just last week in... uh, in Washington, D.C., flew out to film uh, the Hall of Human Origins and the first level there to, uh, to for the upcoming app that I told you about last time that we're working on. And so when you start looking at the reconstructions, it's scary. I mean, when you see these heads of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Homo erectus and Homo habilis, and I mean, it, you can see very clearly this progression from ape-like creature to human. I mean, it's just flat scary. Don't look at just the reconstructions or the artwork. Go look at the actual evidence. And then when you start finding, well, this one has three pieces of a jaw. What? Three pieces of a jaw? Yeah. And then you look at this one, 17 bone fragments. 17 bone fragments? Oh, but they found more later on. Yeah, 200 bone fragments. And they say that this thing walked upright, 
because it had human-like hips. But when you read the actual article from the guy that found the evidence, he said when they found the hips, they were so smashed, they looked like an Irish stew. And it took almost 20 years of scanning each individual fragment into a computer and then uh, reconstructing it on the computer. And can you believe it? After 20 years, they put the hip together and it had a hip like a human. You had an Irish stew. That's what you had. And oh, we found this finger over here and we found this toe bone over here. So you find a toe bone 10 miles away in a different layer of dirt and you put that human-like toe bone on these ape... uh, this ape structure over here, and now you got a missing link. You see, when people see what they actually have, oh, it changes. You're not going to be afraid of this stuff anymore. Right, and I know one of the cases you're talking about there is this famous one called Lucy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they have one. Can I say one of these big words, Carl? Sure. It's a type of australopithecine. Yes. It's a big word, but yes. austral just means southern. Pithecine means ape-like. So they find these fossils in southern Africa. That's all it really means. But we have to have the big words. Yeah, and and, uh, President Obama got to touch one of the bones when he was over there. I have the video of it. But you know what's crazy about that video? I can't verify this, but I I am 99% certain that I'm accurate on this one. The bone that he touched, they found out just last year that it doesn't even belong to Lucy. It was a baboon bone that's been in there for 40 years. Oh, no. Another one of those. (laughs) Yeah. So that one bone. I mean, now they still believe in Lucy. Don't get me wrong. They still believe that uh, it's there. But you know what they now know? It is not an evolutionary ancestor. Using the secular material, using the study guides that they made when they brought the bones out of Africa, brought them to America and put them on display, when you read their study guide, it says, she is not an ancestor to human beings. And you can do that with every one of them. Yeah, Lucy's been pretty much debunked because one of the big things you were talking about is the the, the pelvic bone area. Yeah. When they when they found that one of the pelvic bones there, it looked identical to an ape's, but yep. they couldn't accept that. They come up with this long story. Here, go again. Yeah. This long story. They weren't there. They have no idea that when Lucy was alive, she, she walked upright like a human being. The right. pelvic bone went straight up and down. So what they did is they got the pelvic bone, went back to the lab. This was on PBS oh, showing yeah. how to do this. Nova. <laughs> they took the pelvic bone that looked identical to an ape and assumed it must look like a human. So they took it apart and put it back together again to make it look like a human. Yeah. And the great thing is, is as you're watching this video, which, by the way, is on my app. I, I put it on there. So when you download the app and bottom right-hand corner says more, go to the next page, scroll down to find Lucy videos. Oh, and I got a brand new booklet coming out. You, that just It's a brand new book, booklet on Lucy dealing with all these uh, features that uh, if you get on our mailing list by going to the website and just giving me, giving me that address, uh, give me your email address, uh, you'll get information on this booklet. It's a 33-page booklet dealing with all these things on Lucy. But... There's the video showing that what they had to do is break out a drummel and cut out the pieces that they didn't that didn't fit, so that it went from very ape-like, oh I'm sorry, chimp-like, and then oh all of a sudden now it's human-like. Well shoot, if you cut out half the stuff that you don't want to be there, it better look like you want it to look like. But most folks have never seen those videos with critical eyes. And here's the sad part that about 90% of our Christian youth still go to public schools. Yes, that means they're being totally indoctrinated. Now, I'm not going after the teachers necessarily because they have a job to do and yeah. they could lose their job. They right. say the truth. Right. They go to these public schools and get indoctrinated with evolutionism and never get taught the real science. See, that video is still being used. I spoke in Oklahoma and I had a young person when I started to show this and I just showed the title In Search of Human Origins with Don Johansson, the guy who discovered Lucy. I put that up and this young man raised his hand. Yes, sir. 
we just got done watching that in my uh, my bi- biology class. Really, what did you learn? Well, that we evolved from apes. You must have watched a different version. Let's watch it again and critically evaluate it. When you stop it, now, did you catch what he said? He said this and said this and said this. Now, look at this. Did they find any hand bones? Did they find any foot bones? No. How do they know that a human hand and had a human foot? Matter of fact, the hand and foot bones that they found from the relatives and put onto the body were actually more curved than a chimpanzee. So when you see a human hand and a human foot on Lucy, that's a lie. When you see a human eyeball, did they find a fossilized eyeball? No. Do apes have whites around their eyes? No. When you start pointing out the deception, every one of those kids were like, I mean, they're laughing. It's like, no way. That's the evidence? Yes. And it's not a Christian uh, video that I'm showing you. This is their video. Well, we're going to, as part of our ministry, we're going to get some of your material so we can start handing it out too. Because what you have there is fabulous stuff. And I want to get hold of this one on Lucy too. Thank you. I want to get, we want all the Boise area to be courageous and accept God's word from the very beginning. We want to take all the churches and help them out whenever we can because they're not getting the training from the Christian universities there. Now, uh, you, you talked about the, the human evolution there, and uh, there's been so many frauds that have gone from Piltdown Man, which sure. was chemically stained to make it look old and teeth filed down, to the most famous one I talk about, Nebraska Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I like to ask people, where did we find Nebraska Man? And it's pretty easy. Yeah. Nebraska. Yep, Nebraska. Is in anthropology easy there. But what did they find there, Carl? A tooth. A tooth. <laughs> and they reconstructed the whole figure there. And uh, that didn't last for very long, though. They yeah. found out that was a major mistake. Well, when, you, when you look at that original picture, what I find interesting, from that single tooth, not only did you have Nebraska man, you had Nebraska woman. Yes. And, you had, and you had elephants in the background. And you had, uh, it's a really interesting picture when you start looking at it. And then you start doing the history. And you start seeing how we can be so easily deceived. This is a fact. It must be true. Science has proven and people just fall into line and don't ask good questions. And that's, look, Christians, we should be ready to be questioned as well. I, I, that's a reality. We need to be Bereans. Acts 17, 11 is so clear that when somebody is teaching, we need to take what is being taught and take it and compare it with the scripture to see if what is being taught is true or not. We have to have that right source to compare to know if something is true or not. And that's why I think what you and I are doing is saying, look, Use the Word of God as that authority, that standard, that ruler to know if what you're getting is lining up yeah. with fact or not. And God's Word says we are to be obedient to Him. And doesn't aren't there some scriptures there that tell us we're supposed to know how to defend our faith? Absolutely. I mean, that's the verse that any apologetic ministry is going to hang on to. You know, First Peter 3.15, study to show yourself approved. Give an answer for the reason for the hope that lies within you with meekness and fear. And when you break that verse down, I do one whole talk on breaking that down because my board now when I started this ministry, challenged me. Why? Why? And I was putting the focus on giving answers because that's been my background. Give an answer, give an answer, give an answer. And my board chairman said, Carl, you're doing what I see so many other apologetic ministries do. What is the emphasis on that verse? And I thought, well, giving answers. No, go read it, go study it. And it's actually on just being obedient. The answers, by giving answers, we're being obedient. And by being obedient, God blesses obedience and that's where God comes into the picture. It's not us winning arguments. It's not us using our wisdom to influence or something like that. It, we are being obedient, and by being obedient, yeah. it's amazing what God will do through humble, simple folks who just say, Lord, hear my sin me. Yes, and it also Bible says we're to be sanctified by yes. his word. Set apart, set yes. aside, man. In other words, don't be influenced by the world. We're to be influenced by his word and be 
apart from the world. We're in it, but we need to be set apart. That word sanctified is many times in the Bible. Absolutely. Now, very quick, we've just got a couple minutes here. You've talked about human evolution, but there's another part in here that still bothers a lot of people. Mm. Race. Oh, yeah. Are there different races out there? Well, there are, there's, a dark, uh, there's a dark and a light race, spiritually. Spiritually. One is racing towards the light and one is racing towards the dark. But as far as human beings, there's only one race, the human race. The Bible's very clear that uh, we all go back to one man and we all go back to one woman. Acts 17.26 says that we're all of one blood. The Bible never talks about race other than running a good race. And so uh, we in the church, we've dropped the ball on this issue many times. And, and boy, if you talk about a time for somebody to take a stand, it is now. Our country is so divided over just genetic traits, a little tiny difference on an eye shape or a hair texture or a skin color. Look, we all have the same skin color, opaque. A pigment called melanin and 12 genes that interact with each other to decide lightness and darkness. It's a genetic trait. And uh, we have the answer to the whole racism issue. His name is Jesus. We're all going back to one man and one woman. That's just the reality of it. And so if we can, if we can grasp that, and start preaching the fact that we're all sinners, we need a Savior, his name is Jesus, he died for every one of us, I think it would change the way that we start treating people that look just a little bit different than us. Yes, because I, I see the news media promote racism almost every day, oh, doesn't yeah. matter what channel you watch. Oh, yeah. They're all promoting different races, and they're uneducated on this subject, nope. but yet they're talking about it. And well, the church has dropped the ball too. I've had churches cancel speaking because they found out that my wife was Japanese, and the church bylaws state that if they let a man in a quote-unquote interracial marriage Speak in their pulpit, the pastor would be removed from ministry. That's wow. in the church still. There's the church that uh, is legalistic and doesn't understand the Bible. I tell you what, when God said, we go back to one man, we go back to one woman, he meant it, and science even confirms it now. It sure but does. I don't need science to give me a backbone. No. I got the Word of God. Yes. Well, we've been talking with Carl Kirby from your Reasons website. for Hope, and it's rforh.com. And on your website, you have uh, many, many resources. Uh, and we talked earlier about the Noah's Flood and the Ark. That yeah. Get that debunked one. It is absolutely excellent. We'll show you how all those creatures easily fit on the Ark. And that new Lucy booklet, just go yes. to the downloads and look for What About Lucy? And that's a brand new booklet. I just uploaded it yesterday. Well, terrific. Carl, thank you so much for spending your time here. And we're going to have to get you back here again. And and we get you back. We'll feed you really nice. <laughs> yeah. I'll make my specialty uh, blueberry banana muffins for you. I'm in, brother. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. This is Mike Riddle from Defending the Faith. And we've been talking to Carl Kirby, uh, one of the, I call him one of the top speakers for our youth in this entire country. He doesn't just give fluff. He gives real meat and gives them something they can use and help them defend their faith. And Mike Riddle from Defending the Faith, and our website there is creationtraining.org. That's creationtraining.org. And I want to thank you, and God bless. That's all for today's show. Defending the Faith airs each Saturday at noon right here on KBXL 94.1 The Voice. For more teachings and resources, visit creationtraining.org or the program archive page on 941thevoice.com.